Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. A chance to extend the fi- extend the heater to five games, and all you have to do is beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, come on, it's getting too easy for the Edmonton Oilers. Let's get into it with the lead. Oilers Nation, every day coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. You know how popular these Connor McDavid reverse retros are. The sports closet called me and was like, hey, can you bring that one back? We're out. So and the studio will look a little bit different next week, I suppose. Uh, also, they tweeted out a nice little teaser today. They will have the NHL All-Star Game jerseys in stock bright and early tomorrow and available on their website right after midnight. So if you want to get an NHL All-Star Game jersey, they look fresh as hell. They got like a cool kind of neon vibe to them. Uh, sportscloset.ca, right after midnight tonight, you can get your order in. Um, that, that's the kind of service they give you. NHL hasn't even announced them yet. And Sports Closet is like, don't worry, they'll be in our stores tomorrow. Sportscloset.ca. It also is a Sherwood for Giant Game Day edition of the show, streaming live on the Nation Network, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, the YouTube chat, moving along pretty well here. Rusty the Reckless Optimist is the guy who gets the first comment today. He says, have a great show, boys. I'll be listening after class. I think Kane scores a goal tonight. Mm-hmm. And McDavid has a three-point night. Oilers win 5-3, and he ends it with an emphatic, let's go, Oilers. Love it. Oilers and Bolts tonight. Edmonton looking to extend the heater to five games. And I'm going to bring in my guy, Liam, here. Because, Liam, I was I was sitting. I was like, it's a game day. No one's here. Jay's not here. Liam's not sitting in his usual spot. But it's because Liam redecorated his house. And you really want to show it off. It looks fresh as hell. You got the background going and all that. There he is. Yeah. And we'll explain. What do you got going on here? Walk us through the day, the decor. So we got a lot going on here. You might think I'm in a completely different place, and I kind of am. I moved my desk to the corner of my office. So I'll give you a little okay. tour. So on this side, oh, sorry, this side, this is a Dustin Penner jersey. I know what you're thinking. Is that a signed Dustin Penner jersey, Liam? Yes, yes, it is a signed <laughs> Dustin Penner jersey. So that's big. We've obviously got the uh, the one thing that was in the studio previously in the, uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's a bottle cap. And then we also yep, have- for a big bottle. The ben- yeah, the Banana Lego Man, which is truly special. That was a big Christmas gift. And then here we just got a couple of Marvel things. This actually Daredevil bobblehead is signed by uh, Charlie Cox himself. So it's been big. It's a big office upgrade, and I got 
couple other things there, some golf stuff. So it's good. We're going to make some more upgrades. I got some other stuff coming. I just got to buy a shelf. And then I think we're going to be ready to go here. Maybe the One Direction sign will finally get on the show too after I've been bragging about that. I know uh, the YouTube stream is struggling along right now, so apologies on that. Uh, we will get it back up and running at some point here on the show. Um, yes, Damien, we do need a new IT guy, or we just need better internet in our office. Someone said better internet in my basement. Katie, the internet in my basement is great. We're trying to use podcast studio Wi-Fi, and, and that seems to be the problem. Um, but anyways, hopefully you all made the most of Liam's nice office tour. I remember when you bought that Dustin Penner jersey and you came in and you were like, mm -hmm. I got this for 100 bucks." I was like, Liam, yep. that's a waste of 100 bucks, my guy. Look at me now. Nobody's laughing now. I got some decoration in the office. So thank you. Thank you, Dustin Penner. And for literally nobody else bidding the auction for a Dustin Penner jersey. All right. Uh, the Twitter and Facebook streams are apparently clean, says Aaron, the producer, but we will work on getting uh, the YouTube back up and running here in a second. Uh, all right. Let's dig into tonight's hockey game. It is the Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. It is brought to you by the Sherwood Ford Service Center, where they bring service every day to their customers' home or, customers home or office with their free valet service. It is pretty sweet. Waz and I were out at the Sherwood Ford dealership yesterday and I had a coffee. They have like this really high-end coffee machine there. It was fantastic. And Waz jumped into a stack of tires. So that's what we did at Sherwood Ford yesterday, making that great content. Um, but the Oilers taking on the Bolts tonight. This Tampa Bay team was in action last night and they got a win. And I always think there's something to be said about a team who wins the first half of back-to-back -back games on a road trip Maybe kind of just taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Also last night, Steven Stamko scored a hat trick and he scored his 500th career NHL goal in the process. The third active player to do so, just the 47th player in NHL history. You don't think the Bolts were celebrating a little bit yesterday. The point being, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get Tampa Bay's best in this hockey game. The big note, though, if we're talking about the Bolts, is that Andre Vasilevsky is the expected starter. They went with Brian Elliott yesterday. So even the Bolts are a little bit scared of playing the Oilers because they saved their number one for tonight's matchup. You could also just say that they were in no way concerned about losing to the Vancouver Canucks. That would also make sense, but this is an Oilers show. We don't go that way. Uh, Vasilevsky on the year, 2010-1 with a 2.45 goals against average, 918 save percentage. Ho-hum, Andre Vasilevsky numbers in his last three starts. He has allowed seven goals against in his last five starts. He's allowed just 13 goals against Vasilevsky looking pretty good as of late. He's going to be a tough one to crack for the Oilers in this hockey game here tonight. And this is a lightning team. That's really good. I mean, you look at the numbers, they score just as well as the Oilers. They defend a little bit better than the Oilers. Their power play, really damn good as well. Their, their penalty kill, much better than Edmonton's. There's really not very many ways, Liam, to look at this matchup and go, yeah, I like the Oilers in this one. Or, oh, the Oilers have a clear-cut advantage right here. It's a good team in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, they've been a good team for a long time now, and that's kind of the su sustainability the Oilers want to get to, right? So the fact they've already beat them once this season, I think, is a big positive for the team. I think it's very interesting who they're going with between the pipes tonight for the Oilers, which we'll get to in a minute, I, I see. But yeah, I think 
you know, the confidence should be there for this team right now. They've won four games in a row. I, like, I feel like they probably feel like they can take on anybody in the world. So I think a win tonight would be massive for this group just to, mm. to build more of that confidence with a win over Vegas on Saturday as well. Uh, the stream is apparently better. Good job, producer Aaron. What I like to do to test this uh, stream, Liam, and to see how well it's moving, how well it can handle things, just wave super fast and mm. make sure it catches uh Make sure it catches everything. Yeah, there you go. You see, if the stream can handle that, it can handle anything. Uh, Oilers and Bolts tonight. The thing that's... Uh, I was looking at the standings today. Tampa Bay and Toronto are... They're locked into playing each other already. Like, there's 38 mm. games, 39 games to go in the season for these teams. And Toronto is 13 points back of Boston. Tampa Bay is 12 points clear of fourth in the Atlantic, which is the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay has three games in hand on them. So they're even it, the gaps, even bigger than 12 points there. These two teams have nothing to play for except home ice advantage against each other. Is that a, do you think, and where we're going to go today? Cause again, it's, it's a heater for the Oilers. Things are going well. I have a couple of general NHL things I want to talk about. Would you like to see the NHL change up the playoff format at all? Liam? Yeah, I, I truly would. Honestly, I would like it just to go back to the the one to eight, to be honest, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. I think, you know, like I get the kind of purpose around these divisions was to create rivalries, but also now we're just in general not seeing the best teams get to where they deserve to be. And I don't think that's yeah. that's doing justice to the players and also the NHL. Is it really marking it? marketing itself any better if the best players aren't getting to the western conference or eastern conference finals like i just think i'd be better for everything all above and yeah that's what i think i, I think these divisions if they were a good idea but i don't think they've gone as well as they should have yeah and to be fair right now if it was one versus eight toronto and tampa would still play each other but there would at least be for them, at, at least, you know, second in the conference up for grabs because, you know, Toronto's only one back of the Carolina Hurricanes and things like that. Tampa only three back of the Carolina Hurricanes. So there still would be some seeding to play for. And when you go to this system mm -hmm. right now, there's just a lot that feels really predetermined around the NHL. And that's too bad. Even the playoff races aren't that great right now. You know, in the West, St. Louis and Nashville are still hanging on, but I don't, I don't really have much confidence in either of those teams hanging on for that long. I, I'm not a big believer in the Blues or the Preds. I guess there is the race between, you know, one of Edmonton, Colorado, Calgary. I guess you could lump LA, maybe Minnesota in there as well, but not really. They had a lot of games in hand. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those three is potentially going to miss the postseason. So that's an interesting race, at least in the West. In the East... I mean, it's starting to look a lot like it did last year, too. So maybe the NHL does need to rethink uh, the playoff format is a little bit here. Um, Greg has a good point. There's there's rivalries regardless. The division thing is stupid. Yeah, I think I think the best way to do it is is just create more rivals rivalries in the regular season. Like that's just a better way to have it going. Right. Like it wasn't that long ago that you had to play Calgary seven times a year. And I feel like everyone just gets up to those games all the time. And that's what people want to see. Like, we, like yeah, the playoffs are great and everything, but just give us both. Give us an opportunity to have both of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the chat is with you. Dr. Gonzo says one to eight, amen. Curtum says he hates the playoff standings right now. Uh, Wise Caldo says keep the divisions. So, and Joey says we need to go back to the old school format. I have another idea, Liam. All right. We have not seen, and I shared this on Daily Face Off Live today. So if you watch that show, you've already heard this idea, but I want to go a little bit more in depth on it here. 
We haven't seen a single good trade yet this year. It is January 19th. We are six weeks away from the deadline, and it doesn't even seem like there's anything that is that close. That's disappointing, Mm -hmm. no? Yeah, it is. I, I'm trying to think. Like last season, do you know when we saw a big trade for the first time last season offhand? Like, I Eichel. don't know. But if, uh, yeah, I guess Ico was the big one, wasn't it? And yeah, before that, wasn't even like Matt Duchesne traded kind of early in the season two a few years ago. Like, you know, it's kind of a random one, but like we're getting names at least. And now we haven't seen anything. There was a trade yesterday, and I'd only heard of one of the players, and he was like Jesper, Jesper Walsbury or whatever his name was. I guess I can't even remember his name. That's how good he is. So, yeah, it's just you would like to see the NHL kind of mix it up and take a little bit of uh, the NBA brand into itself and kind of give give us some stuff, make make some make some changes around the league. But yeah, yeah. I just don't think the NHL is like that. And it's I think we spoke about it with Frank too. Like everyone is just think, thinks they're kind of in it, I guess, at the moment. Like maybe maybe teams just got to start, you know, the market's got to get a little looser for teams to start making some trades. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, uh, last year, February 14th, we had the Tyler Toffoli deal. So, you know, maybe things will start to heat up in the next month here. But if you remember last year, the deadline was also a lot later, right? Like the trade deadline last season was March 20th, I believe, March 21st. So this year, it's three weeks earlier. So this is right around the point in the season last year when we would have started to see moves like the Toffoli deal. And it sounds like there's nothing close. And a big reason why is the salary cap. And I know that in the next few years, it's going to start climbing up, right? They're out of this sort of COVID malaise that the league has been in for a while. So here's my idea. Giving GMs sort of a little bit of a life raft, but giving it across the the blanket of the league. And this guy actually doesn't even take messing with the CBA all that much. But my idea is on January 1st, the day the calendar flips to the new year in the NHL season, Each GM is given a cap credit of like three or four million bucks. Not a ton, but in the range where you could add a piece. And basically, that is a chunk of money that you can exempt from the cap, but only if you use it on a traded player. So if you acquire a guy that's six million, the first four million dollars of his contract is off the books. If you want to acquire two guys that are each worth two million on the cap, you get that four million dollars exempted. You can only do it If you make a trade, you can't use this money to activate someone off LTIR, to call someone up from the minors. It is only a trade credit. And let me walk you through the sort of different angles of this and why I actually think it benefits everyone around the league. Why would the owners want it? Well, it actually doesn't involve any sort of revenue sharing. 
in the middle of the season, it's not like teams are going to go out and start like what randomly signing free agents with this cap credit. They can't because it's a cap credit only for trades. So it doesn't, it artificially inflates the cap a little bit, but it basically just gives rich teams the ability to spend a little bit more money if they want. So the rich owners will like it because they'll feel like, Hey, I'm giving my GM a better chance of giving me a longer playoff run, which in turn means more money in my pocket, higher hockey related revenue. The GMs will want it across the board. I think the high end GMs, Ken Hall and Kyle Dubas, those guys, Julian Breezeball in Tampa, you would get three to $4 million to go make a trade. Nothing wrong with that. You get to bolster up your team for some teams in the middle ground. Actually, maybe you're a GM who goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I saved my money. I wanted an extra three, $4 million to spend at the deadline. So I didn't spend it in free agency. Well, now that GM can freely go spend the cap in the summer. And at the deadline, he knows he's getting a little bit of money back and a little bit of a buffer. There you go. Another check. GMs who are either in the middle or who are at the top would love to get this credit. Easier to make trades because you have cap space. Also, from a player's perspective, there's more money spent in the offseason this way, in my opinion. I think you would get teams who, again, right now might be sitting there and going, hey, you know, we just we're going to save two or three million bucks and see what life's like at the deadline. Now they might be more incentivized to no, I'm going to spend right to the cap every single summer because I know at the deadline or on January 1st, I'm getting this three to four million dollar cap credit. So, boom, another box check. The teams who are down at the bottom, who are sellers every year, the Coyotes, the Blackhawks, the Habs. You know what they'd say? Hey, give all those teams at the top of three to $4 million credit because it's just going to create a better bidding war for the players we're looking to sell. And those GMs can go to their owners and say, hey, our rebuild's going to get even easier because you know what? We might get a first round pick for Joel Edmondson in the current system because there's only three teams who are really interested and that's the price they'll pay. All of a sudden you give teams a three to $4 million credit to spend a little bit more money. Boom. Six teams are interested in Joel Edmonton. You're getting a first and a prospect. You're getting a first and a third. I think it would just spark the trade conversation around the league. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts. The other thing it would do is it would give the NHL almost a second trade deadline every year. There wouldn't be moves early in the season. And then on January 1st, teams would get this credit. You know how GMs like to spend. On January 1, there'd be a big jump of moves. Teams would be sitting there going, Kate, the roster freeze is over. GMs would go, I got my extra three, four million bucks. Giddy up. Let's see what I can get. Let's try to bolster my team now. There you go. That's my idea. Liam, what do you think? Am I onto something here? I, I'll be honest. When you first started talking, I was like, wow, this sounds like an absolutely nuts idea. And then you started explaining like the process of how, how everyone can kind of can kind of benefit from it, right? Like, and it seems like it would be something every single team would kind of look at be like, oh yeah, like that would, it doesn't matter where I am in the standings. Like everyone's kind of on equal playing field in some way. Like the top teams get better and the lesser teams yeah. you want to be worse, get the assets they need. So I don't think it's like an absolutely outlandish idea. Like something somewhat similar, I guess, which we can compare it to is a lot of junior teams have to cut down their rosters at a certain day, which is usually like a month and a half before the season, which causes a lot of moves to obviously happen. Then you have your second trade deadline. So it's something similar to that, I suppose. But yeah, like I think it's something that would be very creative for the NHL to do and probably spark a little bit more madness in the league, like you said. Descro makes a couple of good points. Um, you're creating a solution for a problem that won't exist in a year or two. And I think the problem will always exist to an extent mm. because if GMs get an extra four and a half million dollars this summer, 
they're going to spend it or they're going to use it yeah. to take care of the issues on their roster they need to. Next year, I guarantee you this will still be a problem. Every trade deadline. That's why we're talking about third-party brokers all the time because GMs can't help themselves. So this would just be an easy way out for some of those GMs. Um, Tyler Mulek says it'd be less paying to move bad contracts as well. Yeah, I think that would be another upside to this. If you're a GM, like the Oilers with Cassian, right? If you were sitting there at the draft floor and you're like, damn it, we got to pay to get rid of this 3.2 million bucks because we want to be able to do what we can throughout the year and also in the offseason. Maybe you would have been like, yeah, let's keep Cassian. Let's keep those assets. Then when we get our cap credit on January 1, we can look at moving something there. Be interesting. Uh, Deskra says, just do everyone a favor and remove the hard cap. I think that's an interesting idea too. You know, like baseball, right? It's a luxury tax. So mm -hmm. New York Mets owner Steve Cohen goes and spends like a billion dollars this offseason. Now he's got to cut a check to all the lesser teams in the league that aren't paying the tax, blah, blah, blah. But you basically remove the salary cap. Teams can spend as much as they want. But if you spend over certain thresholds, you then have to pay extra tax on that and dish it back to the league more or less. I'm explaining it in really simple terms. I don't love the idea of the NHL doing that because... I think you'll end up with maybe what you had in the early 2000s, which was a couple of teams that spend way more than everyone. The haves and have-nots would become more apparent. And I like having some angle of parity in the league. So not mm -hmm. a full hard cap. I don't like the full hard cap. I don't think it's great. But I don't like the idea of just removing it all together and saying, spend away as long as you're willing to pay the tax because then you'll just, you'll really open up the floodgates. And I think that might be a little bit of opening up Pandora's box. It's also the whole reason we had a lockout in 0405, right? So I don't, I don't know mm. if I would necessarily go there, but I do think there's a bit of a middle ground to be had. And I think maybe giving a credit halfway through the season that says, hey, do what you want with it. Go make a trade. It just makes the sport more exciting. Trades and transactions are more exciting. So why not try to grease the wheels a little bit around the NHL? Destro, Lance was struggles. talking. Yeah. Just being exciting as a, as a whole, right? Like we look at, look at a lot of stuff in the NFL, like this Tom Brady rumor is going around already before he'd even played that game against Dallas on Monday. And in the NBA, these now talks about like LeBron and we obviously know how crazy their summers are. The MLB, you just mentioned how much money the Mets have spent. Like, the NHL lacks in that department so, so bad, and they do a poor job in many ways of putting their stars in positions to succeed, like even with the All-Star game, which we spoke about a few weeks ago, how they could maybe even change that up. So we'll see. Like, I don't know if the NHL will ever get that creative with its rules under Batman and everything, but I don't, I'm kind of with you where it's like, I don't know if I fully agree with removing the hard cap because there's just teams in the NHL who just don't make as much money as like, say the Bruins or the Leafs or even the Oilers, I suppose, in that sense, like the Columbus and your Arizona's, they're going to struggle forever. And then you're never going to build a fan base. So. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. And Lance makes a good point too, because uh, he was pushed back on when he said, you know, the hard cap kind of saved teams like the Oilers, who back in the early 2000s couldn't spend with the big dogs, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, these small market teams at least have a fighting chance of building up a successful program, a successful team. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. What would they be like? I know they, you know, had a cup before the cap, but maybe that's a bad example. But what hope in hell do you give some teams like Arizona of ever building something up if you don't have some amount of parity in there? So it's an interesting idea. Uh, we'll keep kicking things like that around here, but uh, let's start getting back to the task at hand tonight. First, though, some love to Star Mechanical. They are one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. 
You got highly qualified crews and they can help you out with whatever you need in the plumbing game. Starmechanical.ca. And if you need 24-7 emergency services, they got you. Call them 780-481-8873. It's a Sherwood Ford giant game day here on Oilers Nation every day. And the big note for the Oilers is... Liam, they're going back to Jack Campbell mm. tonight. Campbell, over his last five starts, has been remarkable for this team. A goals against average of two, a save percentage of 924, and he is five for five in the win department. Skinner not getting another look, and now he's been away for a little bit. Liam, I'll be honest, I wanted to see Stuart Skinner back between the pipes tonight. Granted, if Campbell plays well, and he's beaten the Lightning already this season. One of his better games of the year actually came against this Bolt squad. But we're getting to a point where Stuart Skinner has now not played in 7, 8, 9, 10 days. It'll be 12 mm. days before the game against Vancouver. 12 days in between starts. His last game was against LA when he got yanked. I'm a little bit worried they're going to let Stuart Skinner go cold. I would have gone back to him tonight. Agree or disagree? Um, I probably, I well, I fully expected him to go back to him. Um, so I guess I, I agree. I'm a little surprised that they, they didn't go with him tonight. But on the other hand, too, like with just that, the, all the factors in Skinner and the fact Campbell's been playing well, like maybe that Vancouver game is just the perfect star for him to come back into the lineup. And like Tampa Bay is, is a hot team, right? Like they're, they're lightning. Yeah. No pun intended, but fully intended also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they could light him up. And, you know, it's a tough first game to come back to. So you go with your hot goalie right now. Vancouver, I know they lost to them uh, right before Christmas, I think it was. So maybe Skinner wants a bit of revenge there too. So I think on Saturday, though, when Skinner does come back, it's going to be a lot on the team in front of him to perform in a big way. Like they need to show up for Skinner next time he's in there because, yes, he likely will be slightly rusty after everything he's kind of gone through. And like you said, he hasn't played since last Monday when he didn't even play the full game. So the Oilers owe Skinner a game as the players in front of him because even before that, wasn't it two of the three? Like he got pulled against, I can't remember the team before that, but either way, the Colorado game, he saved their asses and got them a point there. They didn't help him at all in LA. So if he plays against Vancouver on Saturday, then they got to help him out. It's a tough matchup tonight, so maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe the Oilers just don't want to throw Stuart Skinner to the Wolves in that regard. The Lightning, five wins in a row. They've come against the Canucks, the Kraken, the Blues, the Canucks again, and the Blue Jackets. So I think it is worth noting that putting the Kraken game aside, they have beaten up on four kind of lesser opponents over the course of this win streak as well. They've won eight of their last ten. The other three wins in that stretch, aside from the teams I listed, the Blackhawks, the Coyotes, and the Rangers. So credit to the Lightning because they're taking advantage of a easy little gap in their schedule here. But it is worth noting, like they they have been beating up mm. on some on some poor teams. So maybe that's a spot where the Oilers can catch them a little bit off guard in this hockey game here tonight. Uh, let's get to your lineups for this evening's hockey game. Brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the Giant for the Edmonton Oilers. This is what our pal Jason Greger put out the other day from Skate. Evander Kane with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Matthias Janmark and Clem McCostin. Ryan McLeod with Zach Hyman and Warren Fogel. McLeod wasn't at the skate, or sorry, he was skating down on the fourth line, but the expectation is that Devin Shore, obviously he's down in Bakersfield now on a conditioning stint. He won't play. And then Holloway and Derek Ryan. 
Can't see them putting Yessa Pujarvi into the lineup for this hockey game because who would you take out? Derek Ryan scored last game. Dylan Holloway picked up an assist. Uh, Warren Fogle scored last game. Ryan McLeod scored last Like You're not taking anyone out for Yessa Pujarvi in this hockey game, so fully expecting him to be a scratch for the second straight game. And the Oilers are going to run 11-7 and once again. So I love that Vinny DeHarnay is getting a look. And the other side of where I'm going with this is we look at these line combinations, but when it's 11-7, and Jay Woodcroft just goes right to the blender. Like they don't have set lines all that often throughout these games. When Woody does this, the only trio that played a lot together in the last game was Costin, Nuge, and Yanmark. They were the only trio to have more than seven minutes of five on five time together. And then there was McDavid, Hyman, and Drysaddle had six and a half. And then there was a line with four, a line with four, another line with 345. 250 and then a couple with a minute each. So he spreads it out really, really well when he goes with 11 and seven. And I fully expect that to happen again tonight. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. The 11 and seven approach is working right now, Liam. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess just a quick note on Devin Shaw when he goes down. So he's just on a conditioning stint that still counts towards the cap. So his money is still on the cap for the others right now. So it's not like they're trying to clear anything at the moment, but I'm sure that'll be part of it eventually. But yeah, like, the 11 and 7 approach, like you said, like nothing, nothing really matters. We essentially just have 11 forwards and he picks three to go out at a time and then he's, it works or he doesn't work. And right now it's working a lot. And yeah, like this team, it, you know, Paul Yavi's on the sidelines. And I don't think that's like a discredit to Paul Yavi to say 100%, but like a credit to the players in the lineup to earn their spots. And that's what you need to do in the NHL. You need to earn your role every single night. And the three players there, like, Four goal picked up a goal, like you said. Ryan Holloway both got points. And even Vinny DeHarnay is a seventh defenseman, too. He's been playing really, really well. So, yeah, I think this team right now is kind of buzzing. I really like what the the fact that uh, Evander Kane is back and they tried to get him involved. He had seven shots on goal last game and probably a few more other chances, too. So, yeah, this team at the moment, I think Tampa Bay, they're probably it's probably not a good time for them to come in and face the Edmonton Oilers. They probably wish they were playing them a couple of weeks ago rather than now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is a busy slate tonight in the NHL. We'll get to that in a second. The lines tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning, unsure because obviously they're not skating today. They played last night. But here's what they went with in last night's hockey game. Top line, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Brandon Hagel. This trio is red hot combining for 10 goals in their last five games. Kucherov has nine points in his last five games. Steven Stamkos, like I said, coming off the hat trick last night, is playing with Anthony Sorelli and Alex Killorn. Nick Paul with Patrick Maroon, our former friend, the big rig, and Ross Colton, Pierre-Edouard Bellamar with Corey Perry and Vladislav Nemesnikov. So that's the top 12 on the blue line for the Bolts. Victor Hedman with Zach Bogosian, Ian Cole with Eric Chernak, and Mikhail Sergachev with Cal Foot. Really interesting how they kind of dice this up. They really don't have a top four. They do, I mean, head, when Hedman's on the ice, that's your top pairing. But even that sergachev calfoot pairing is really, really good. Eric Chernak mm-hmm. is a solid shutdown guy as well. Like, this is a good blue line that the Tampa Bay Lightning have, so they can't obviously be taken lightly. They've been to like three Stanley Cup finals in a row and starting between the pipes, like we said off the jump. Andre Vasilevsky, he has won four starts in a row for the Bolts. It'll be a tough one. To, to say the least, it'll be a tough one. I mean, yeah. they look at Tampa Bay, they've earned their respect around the league for what they've been able to do, and then they can get these really good players on on discount deals because they know they're going to get a chance to go there and actually win a Stanley Cup. But one thing I guess that'll be interesting tonight, and I just thought about it now, this is Kane obviously got hurt against Tampa Bay, right? So 
kind of be curious, like if you're at the game, like I wonder how many players are maybe interactive Kane on the warm-ups or in the face-off circle, like seeing how he's doing and stuff like that. It's just kind of yeah. an interesting little nugget for tonight, I suppose. But yeah, like this this Tampa Bay team, like this it's gonna be a tough one. I'm I'm glad the others have the the home ice advantage with the line changes, so you can at least match up McDavid against good the better opponent for him. And but yeah, like every line is a threat for this team right now. Yeah, they're good. So that brings us to our Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And mine is, this is a team on the second of back-to-backs, all right? Skate them into the ground. Hit them into the boards every chance you get. Four-check hard and play that style. Like against Seattle, I kind of said, you know, maybe you can let your power play win this and just survive at five-on-five because Seattle's so deep, it's really hard to kind of out-skate them, out-four-check them. They're good at that. With Tampa Bay tonight, you need to be the aggressor. And I guess that's a better way to phrase my key to victory. Get pucks in, make the lightning skate a ton tonight, make them chase you down, and then go hit them when you're putting the puck in deep and make those defensemen or just wear them down by the end of the game, Liam. Like, grind, 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 wear down Tampa Bay, and then get a bunch of good scoring chances on Andre Vasilevsky because you're going to need a bunch of good scoring chances to beat this guy. But grind down the bolts is my Sherwood Ford giant key to victory. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good one. Just you gotta, you gotta outwork them. You know, they they know how to win hockey games. They've been doing it for a while now. And the Oilers have what is this? This could be five in a row potentially. So against Seattle, they did a really good job of, like you said, just kind of working hard and creating chances and making it difficult for Seattle. And using the speed is a big thing for this team. That's got to be their biggest threat. For so for me, I'll, I'll piggyback off what you said, but also just keep capitalizing on five on five they've been they've been lethal honestly in the last this last little streak of actually scoring on five on five and the power play hasn't a hundred percent been there for them but obviously it's a threat every time they're out there so i'll go with just like compete at a high level on five on five i like that i like that drop your keys to victory in the chat lance says mcdavid is the key to victory tonight and goes back to our guy yeah. rusty's prediction that mcdavid's getting a 3.9 and a lot of you are predicting in a vander kane goal so let's talk a little betting courtesy of our friends at betway and they liam they have this one at a mm-hmm. pick tonight minus 110 on either side of the money line this evening if you like the oilers to maybe cover the puck line Hang on a very juicy plus 195. The Oilers in regulation is plus 135. I'm looking at what you got on that screen, Liam. Take me through it. I'm going with the money line. I grabbed it at minus 112, though. So maybe I'll just okay. see what if I can get, go back in there and at least get a little bit more value. But I'm also just going to go with the Evander King shot prop. Somewhat of a, I don't want to call it a revenge game, but you know, I'm sure he wants to get a goal against Tampa Bay tonight after what happened. Obviously, a massive accident, but it's what it is. So over three and a half shots for Evander Kane tonight. Like I said, he got seven last game. They were trying to tee him up any way they could. He probably would have had 20 shots if they would have allowed him to. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I think the Oilers can keep the streak alive today. Lots of momentum. They're playing at such a high level at the moment. You're catching Tampa Bay on a back-to-back. Yes, you have Vasilevsky. But also, when the Oilers beat Vasilevsky, uh, sorry, Tampa Bay, they played Vasilevsky then too. So, Let's see if they can just keep riding this momentum. And you know what? Maybe I'll even sprinkle a little bit on the uh, Evander King goal prop too. Yeah, I love the Evander King goal prop. I am all in on that one. Plus 175 is the payout that our friends at Betway have. They also have the line for total shots on goal set at 63 and a half. The Oilers have hit this in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
I could keep going. No, actually, it is seven. Seven straight games. The Oilers have hit that mark. I like them to throw a ton of rubber on net and for this to be maybe a little bit of a running gut hockey game between the Oilers and Bolts. You know, maybe the Bolts coming off a plane ride from uh, Vancouver late last night. Maybe they'll be a little bit tired in this hockey game. So there you go. I like the money line too. I think the Oilers are red hot right now and it's a decent value spot. And Evander Kane's prop is something I really, really like. Like, shout out to our friends at Betway 19 plus. Mm-hmm. Play responsibly uh we gotta wrap this bad boy up because it is a short for giant game day there's a lot going on around here shout out to our friends at the sports closet as well sportscloset.ca those all-star jerseys are coming at midnight tonight on their website so head to sportscloset.ca to get your first crack at those and liam also quickly before we wrap up actually yesterday they were hugging Stuart Skinner and giving head pats to Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. We said, hey, is that an all-star game thing? Or is that, you know, maybe it's Stuart Skinner getting his first start since having a baby and they were going to congratulate him on that because it was his third practice back. We confirmed that. Yeah. I think I got a funny feeling that we're going to see both Leon Dreisaitl and Stuart Skinner announced as all-stars today. Hey, I hope so. But it is disappointing we won't see our boy... Nugent Hopkins there, if, unless we miss the head pats there. So let's hope we get a Nuge one in there too. But yeah, I mean, they fully, they both fully deserve it to be there, to be honest. And I think the only reason Stuart Skinner wasn't there initially as the goalie is because barely anybody got voted in by the actual NHL to go. So yeah, yeah Oilers fully deserve to have potentially even four players at this thing. I would even push for five, to be honest, if you want to throw Hyman slightly in the mix too. So yeah, credit to everyone. And also a credit to everyone watching today for our issues so yep. thank you everyone for kind of bearing with us we did not set a like goal because we have to earn the likes and um, maybe we didn't quite earn them enough in the first but tomorrow we will have a like goal when bag milk joins us right yes bag milk tomorrow to talk about maybe a couple oilers in the all-star game and maybe a five game heater for the oilers thanks for tuning in to a sherwood for giant game day edition of the show enjoy the hockey game tonight have a great thursday noon mountain tomorrow talk to you then Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.